Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. gonna say do you think that's that's a very true statement like how, how encouraged should we be about the depth of, of Baylor just from the spring game I know we got a lot of transfers but you know do we really look that deep yeah I don't know it was hard for me to tell honestly I agree um, especially on the defensive end I think I think we do have depth at running back yes uh, and I, I think we have, we have like decent depth at quarterback I think Slater Robertson looked solid enough. I did think Blake Shapin looked better than him, at least in the short and medium passing game. He missed on a few deep balls or threw into double coverage on a, on a bunch of deep mm-hmm. balls. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. I honestly like, can't tell as of yet whether we do have sufficient depth. Um, tight ends look good, by the way. Tight ends look good, especially 
not Kelsey Johnson, the other guy. Drake Dabney? Yeah, Drake Dabney was it. Yeah, they, they brought out an interesting fact that he, you know, obviously got injured after the Texas Tech game. Baylor was 6-3, and three, and then we finished 6-7 and seven, um, on the year. Yeah. I didn't actually realize that. You know, I didn't, I guess, put two and two together, right? But, uh, you know, the tight ends are, are important. But I was more most impressed by the running back group, and you kind of mentioned that you know, uh, in in your intro there. I, is that the group that you came away with most impressed by? Was it tight ends? What were you most impressed by, or you know, the biggest bright spot? I think I would agree with you. I think I was most impressed by the running running back group, just because of. I think just because all of the running backs look good. Now, whether that's a testament to how good they are, or whether it's Speaking, it's talking about our run defense not being great. That's something we'll have to see moving forward. But I did think the running backs looked really good. Yeah, I, I would I would lean more towards I think the running backs are that good and and basically just because we have you know some some proof of concept, right? We have the Richard Reese's season last year setting the freshman Baylor freshman record and then uh was it Dominique Richardson? Uh who, who transferred from Oklahoma State? He was obviously a beast there, and um, the the third running back that I really liked, Quaylen Jones, obviously. Uh, but the the other running back I really liked was Washington. That he looked yeah. like a beast, and believe he's coming in as a true freshman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, he he looked he looked really good. So obviously, all four of those, and then that's where you kind of say like, hey, this is this is where we have some depth um, uh, type type deal um the other ones where it's like you know a pa- a, a five-yard bubble screen goes for a 57-yard touchdown or um mm-hmm. you know just some wide open passes in coverage that's like hey should we be encouraged because of the quarterback or is our defense just not that great yeah but i think the running game is is definitely solid and i think they're going to be the ones that are ha- will have to carry the bears again in 2023 yeah i think i would agree with you and i think the tight ends are actually pretty deep too Jake Roberts, the transfer from UNC, he looked good, and he's probably our third tight end, so that shows some promise for mm-hmm. for um, at least our quarterbacks having, whoever our quarterback is, having that safety valve down low with Kelsey Johnson, Dabney, and Mack. Yeah. Um, it was hard to tell for me. It was hard to judge the defense for me, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I really couldn't yes. tell whether they're showing promise like i think on the back end they were covering pretty well deep especially covering like monterey baldwin it's some good breakups and things like that yeah yeah he was always he was always smothered when when blake shapen was trying to throw it to him deep um but i guess we're gonna have to see about the trenches yeah, I think that's where obviously the tight ends are gonna be helpful um, because a lot of big tight ends just acting as additional offensive line for the running game. Um, the and, and both sides of the trenches, you know, the defense is gonna have to be anchored by Gabe Hall and T.J. Franklin as the you know experienced leaders of that group. They're gonna have to you know set set the tone. Matt Jones in there is uh, you know in the middle. The second layer, I would think, and um, yeah, they're they're gonna have to find some way to survive. I, I I agree. I think I would tend to like be optimistic about the defense, but it's not like Saturday really proved 
anything or gave us any insight, I don't think, on the defense. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, I agree with um, you. I wonder how people come up with – go ahead, what were you saying? No, 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 go, go. I was going to say, I wonder how people come up with these big takeaways coming out of the spring game. Because it's like your own team playing against your own team. So how do you know who's good, who's bad? Like, how do you judge that? I don't know. Yeah, the, the thing to me – it just felt the uh, you know second play second play of the of the spring game for Baylor was was one of those toss sweeps where we pitch it seven yards deep in the backfield and I'm pretty sure he was stopped for a loss and the defense went up like one nothing uh, and instantly I thought I was like oh my god it's going to be a long season not necessarily because Baylor's going to be bad but just because we're going to have to listen and wade through the muck on Twitter of all the fans just complaining every single Saturday. Um, maybe some good reason for it, but just because, like, it's going to be very vanilla offense, very, like, much pick your spots uh, type thing like it was last year. And, you know, I guess we're just hanging our hat on. Hopefully, you know, the team has improved. Hopefully the running game can carry us and that defenses just don't hone in and, say like, all right, I'm going to force you to pass to, to win the game type type thing. Um, but it was just it very, the whole, and then the whole spring game played out like that, right? Like very vanilla, um, I felt, you know, offensive uh, play calling, very like short passes, dink and dunk, couldn't complete really any long balls. Um, and then it didn't really give you any insight into, hey, is the defense any good? Or is this just like, you know, a stroll in the park for both sides. Like nothing really um, was was shown, I would say. But I felt like that's what a lot. I mean, and and Baylor played well. They had it. You know, could argue they should have won at least three games uh, if memory serves on their schedule against top opponents. TCU being one of them, um, and they played the same style that all last year that they showed in the spring game, but we're going to have to listen to it of there's no fireworks. It's not exciting. It's just eat the clock time of possession type thing. Um, And to be fair, that definitely cost us some games uh, last season, or at the very least it made the mistakes, you know, the margin for error that much smaller and the mistakes that much more magnified um, in those losses because you know, there wasn't enough time. You can't, you can't make those mistakes. That's, that's kind of how, what I felt like watching the game. Um, I don't know if, if you had uh, similar feelings or different feelings uh, just as the game progressed. Yeah, I think you're right about the style of play that it seemed like we're going to be running this season. But, man, I like that kind of football, though. I like the ground and pound. Ground and football. I feel, to me, that's football. I don't think this, like – air it out every play stuff that we see a lot of teams do now both in the nfl and in college i that's not that's not football to me like sure i think the trenches the ground and pound on the ball and then take the shots when you have them that's that's more like it and i think that's what Baylor's gonna play like yeah um and i will say i think the addition of dominic richardson and having Richard Reese there, and I guess also what we saw from Bryson Washington, I yes. think it's going to work. I think the run game is going to work better because we'll, we're, we're still going to run that wide zone offense, 
but what we saw was that I think we saw some more insides you know, on inside runs. Um, I believe it was Dominic Richardson. I think having a bit of that variety is going to be beneficial. Yeah. And I think, I think that all those are fair points. I guess my, you know, of, about it being football and like, you know, running, running the ball and, you know, less like spread offense, seven on seven type stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think I'm more, I'm, I'm more, con- I would be more concerned that we just haven't really proven that we can at least complement the run game with our ability to throw down the field. Uh, because I, I, I don't think we really have, have just proven that, you know, consistently. That's where I think teams can just be like, okay, Baylor's got a great rushing attack, et cetera. Let's just make sure they don't beat us with the run. And, you know, we'll play sing, single coverage or what, whatever. Uh, you just have to beat us over the top if you're going to win today um, type thing. Because I think we saw that last year where, where teams did that and ultimately stopped the run uh, late. Like Air Force is a great example. I, I, I would argue, you know, just couldn't complete anything worth a darn against Air Force. And, um, you know, we just don't have the compliment. So that's, I think, what would be concerning to me. It's like, yeah, you, you're going to have to pick your spots, but like can Baylor execute when they're trying to pick their spots? In those spots. Yes. Yeah. That's a good play. I think that's a good play. Uh, one guy we didn't see out there was Armani Winfield, who I think is someone that a lot of Baylor fans might be expecting to take a step up this year. He'll be a sophomore, and he was he was a very high he was a four star recruit, I believe. Um, someone who would help that point that you were addressing about having having the ability to go deep with the ball and. Mm-hmm have some to the passing game yeah um not sure why we didn't see him out there but it's gonna be someone to watch sure yeah we'll we'll, we'll have to see uh you know we had a couple transfers that the, the transfer from washington um that i forget his name number 11 um that he caught in, then he ran all the way backwards and was like using the ref as a screen. Oh, yeah. Is that Katron Jackson? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, and then, and then he got like the we got the legal block in the back penalty on that on that play. Um, I, I I think, I think we've added depth. My point, my point on bringing that up was it was a funny play. It was a great play, um, in terms of watching it. And I bring it up because I think we've added some depth on the wide receiver side as, as well. But I don't know if, you know, hey, where's where's the guy um, type type yeah. thing that's going to carry. I, I don't, you know, we that guy never really emerged last year. And so I think that's still a question mark heading into 2023. Um, another question mark is, you know, hey, who's the, who's the starting QB going to be? I think we all have an assumption um, that it's going to be Blake Shapin. Uh, and I'm not sure if Dave Aranda has finalized that decision yet, but he said after the spring game, like, hey, I, I feel very confident in naming a starter, you know, soon. And I just want to talk with the coaching staff. Um, Chapin, Ro- uh, Ro- Robinson, you know, who would you go with? You know, do you have, do you have a preference from what you've watched? I I would stick with Blake Shapin. I didn't Agreed. see enough from Robertson to make that change. Agreed. 
Agreed. Agreed, yeah. RJ Martinez, especially, in the transfer from Northern Arizona. He had some nice throws. He did have some nice throws. Did he have that throw at the end, like two minutes left? Was he the one that completed that uh, that deep pass to, gosh, number 83, the other freshman? Um, I don't know. That that was how that was how the that was how Gold scored their final two points for the third to secure that thirty-eight to twenty-seven victory. The scoring system was was just wild and wacky. It was pretty cool, honestly, to watch because it it you know it forced me to pay attention um, that much yeah. more. You know, uh, but I think the offense ultimately only scored three touchdowns and a field goal. Uh, they missed a third a fifty-three yarder. Um, and and then the defense had the interception um, and some fourth down stops. They held, they they forced a field goal inside the red zone, which I think got them some points. And then they had a ton of sacks and a few tackles for loss. Um, so again, I don't know if it was like they had a ton of sacks because the offense is not that great or, or what, but uh, you know, that's, We'll we'll see. We'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to keep making some improvements during the summer. Yeah. And then... Hey, Renee. Before we move on, they did sh- they did flash this. Sc- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Schedule uh, for 2023, eight Baylor home games this year. But just way too early prediction. How are you feeling about this team after the spring game, record-wise? You don't have to go through and tell me who we beat, who we don't. But yeah. what does this team feel yeah, like to you? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to guess that they're going to be at least a little better than last season. I think I'm going to – I'll go 8-4. and four. There's no Oklahoma on the schedule. I think well, Utah's going to be tough. There game. is a Utah, though. so. I think that if they can go, what, like, six and four in Big 12 play plus the Utah game, which I think is doable. So I, I think I'll go eight and four. A little optimistic, maybe. But. That, that feels pretty optimistic because I was thinking seven and five, and I was like, damn, that's optimistic. So I'm thinking, like, six and six. Like, Spring game, like they looked, they looked average. They looked simply, simply average. So, um, and they're gonna have a tough, tough slate, of course. Uh, 
but they, they it feels like a it just feels like a six to six team watching it. The, the quarterback play just isn't there. Yeah. Just from the spring game. I mean, that's the only sample size we have plus last year. So um, I feel like they can do better, right? But yeah, like eight seems like a ceiling. Yeah. Well, I think that if Blake Shapen can just be a game manager and not make mistakes, I think we can win this game. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think the team is bad. He didn't really make too many mistakes last year. That might be revisionist history. I don't, in terms of, in, in terms of turnovers, but he yeah. just, the, the thing was he didn't really make like, he made a bunch of mistakes that like don't go in the stat sheet. Like just, I, and I just think of like underthrowing the you know TCU in the first half, and then and then he threw the pick against TCU. You know that was that was all bad, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like 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 I get your point. Like hey, like just go out there. You're not gonna. We're not gonna ask you. We're gonna ask you to put it on other people. Just control the game. I don't think Baylor is that type of program is that's good enough to just like game manage their way to victory. You know what I mean? Like they're not in Alabama yeah. that can just ask, you know, Greg McElroy to go out there and like game manage, AJ McCarron to go game manage. Um yeah. type well, type I'm thing. Saying eight and four in the Big Twelve. This is a don't undefeat in the SEC. Fair 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 point. Fair <laughs> fair fair point. But they were no, still I, I like, saying, like you know, yeah. Um so we'll see. We'll we'll see. But uh, we'll have a long way from 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 now to then to you know to do you know host a couple more podcasts, maybe get some insider information from some other folks, and uh, we'll by by the time by the time August rolls around, Pernay, we'll we'll be saying undefeated in national championships. You know? Heck yeah! yeah. Definitely <laughs> <last year>. <laughs> <laughs> undefeated national champ. So, oh my uh, goodness. I agree. <laughs> basketball team. Just as a just as a recap, Baylor finished. What was it? Fifth, fourth, fourth in the Big Twelve last. No, season. I think I think we lost the first the round. Fifth. No, we weren't in the. Gosh, I didn't know you were going to do a recap. We, were we were we six? We might. No, because Texas, Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas State finished third. Yeah, fifth. Fifth. We dropped to five. Iowa State was fourth. Oh, Iowa State was fourth? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we lost to Iowa State in the first round and then got bounced in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. To Grin. Um, and recently we've lost a few players. We lost Jalen Bridges, who said, well, I guess we haven't officially lost Jalen Bridges. He said he's going to explore the NBA draft process. And Decide on whether he's going to enter or come back to Baylor. Yep. We lost Dante George to the NBA draft. We lost LJ Cryer, who transferred to Houston. And we lost Adam Flagler to the NBA draft. Arguably our four best players from last year. Technically all five starters, because Flo Thamba no longer has eligibility. Oh, yeah, Flo Thamba as well. So we lost a lot of guys. And we are bringing in two freshmen, right? Correct. Myra Little. And I forget the other guy. I think the biggest news was probably 
you're right. Bridges could come, could opt to come back depending on how that goes. Um, but I think the biggest news was, was LJ Cryer transferring, um, back home to Houston. You know, he, he of course played at KD high school where he became the fifth all time leading scorer in, in Texas high school, public high school history. Um, so I think there was some maybe desire to go back home, and I know that even last year he got a lot of a lot of interest to to transfer, but he opted to to stay. Um, so hopefully it's a fresh start for him, but it's also going to be a fresh start for Baylor um, because basically we got a ton of new guys coming in, um, and we'll have a chance to kind of re-establish an identity for, for Scott Drew and, and the Bears. We'll have the new Foster Pavilion um, coming up that will be ready to go in, in January. Mac Rhodes was talking about that during halftime of the spring game. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think it's with, with all five of those guys leaving, Flagler and Cryer, um, and Thamba were the only, not only, but they were three of the key components from the, the championship team, the national championship team uh, left on uh, at Baylor. Um, you know, I was gonna I was gonna say that obviously Jonathan Tomlinchach was still there, um, but it's it's you can insert John into like any lineup I feel, and he would bring the same amount of energy. But it's almost like it's time for like a rejuvenation, a rebirth of Baylor basketball. Like just start, start fresh and, and see what we can develop. It's, it's, you know, kind of time for a new era. So I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like pretty excited um, about that to see, to see what comes of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. And uh, the other guy that they're bringing in, Meyer Little Forza named Jacoby Walter is the number one shooting guard recruit in the country. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing in some talent for sure, and they also signed very this week Jaden Nunn, who's a transfer from VCU, four-star transfer, who Scott Drew called one of the best defenders in the country. He's a point guard, so that should be helpful as well. Jared Nunn. Jaden Nunn. Jaden Nunn. Jaden Nunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I know I know Shaka is not there anymore, but VCU kind of has a reputation of of. You know, being blue collar, defensive minded, uh, you know, program. So, you know, that could be, that could be awesome. And and to have like a true point guard and a you know good defense like reminds me of, you know, Davion Mitchell, right? Like, I mean, that's who we all think of. Like, that's the standard basically when you say like, oh yeah, he's good. He's a good defender. It's like, okay, but is he Davion Mitchell good? Like, is he? <laughs> You know, uh, is he all of a sudden? I'm the best player on the on the team, even though there was a, another best player on the team all season in the in the NCAA tournament. Good, um, and and Dave, Davion Mitchell, props to him. Shout out to him doing well on the Sacramento Kings. Um, you know, uh, in the postseason and whatnot. So yeah, that that's exciting. Got some some new freshmen coming uh, coming up. But basically, Baylor was second in offense and like last in defense in the nation. So uh, hopefully that defensive metric rises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to need some defensive help for sure. Hopefully, Ojan Uruk 
Bale's on a transfer as well, didn't he? Transferred into Baylor or? I thought he left. Bale's on it. He, he left? Maybe I'm incorrect. But It'd be like break. Yeah, yeah, he went to Ohio State. He's gone. Oh, wow. Like breaking news on my own podcast, I didn't even know. Thanks. Uh, uh, wow. So yeah. So it really is uh, because I was thinking Dale Bonner in the back of my head as well. I was like, so it really is a truly a fresh start because, you know, Dale Bonner was around, um, you know, the the past few years, the Big Twelve Championship teams and, and things like that. So, so it's besides Jonathan, it's a it's a fresh start for for Coach Drew and the Bears. Fresh start, yeah. I guess Langston was, but yeah. Yeah, but he was, he was a freshman and injured on the on the second Big Twelve title team. He wasn't here in twenty one, so. Yeah, it's gonna be quite interesting. I don't know. Do you have any expectations for this team? Do you think that? You, how do you think Scott Drew is gonna handle having so many? new players and possibly having to not just start new players, but maybe make them the premier receivers. Yeah, it's a great question. Expectations? I don't have any expectations. I think I'm just excited to, you know, watch a new crop, you know, no new group of guys run it back in Waco. And how would I expect Scott Drew to, like, basically manage them and, and build them up. Um, probably the same way he always does it. I probably say he gets back to, um, you know, the defensive identity that, you know, that Baylor had. And I think it might be a little bit less AAU style basketball, you know, past, like last past couple of years, it's been a little AAU like, you know, just kind of running around. Um, last year, I think for sure, like we were just chucking up shots and things like that. Um, I, I think he's, I think balance is the right word. I, I think Coach Drew um, and and the staff will will try to find more balance on the court um, than they've had than they had last year. Um, that would be my guess. Just you know. Um, off the cuff, uh, but no expectations, and I think they're gonna—they would want to try to find, you know, they're gonna try to find more balance of like, get a better flow, better rhythm, uh, versus just like, dribble, dribble, you know, shoot, you know, type thing. You know, be effective and dangerous from all points on the on the floor. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Bears Illustrated Podcast. It's been a while. Hopefully we'll have we're, hopefully we'll have some more frequent episodes coming up soon. Take care and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Second. Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.